0: Get ready and tune into the Doctor's Guide podcast, Raw and Unfiltered, a unique platform to help you optimize your health through dynamic role-playing, real-life challenges with expert guests and your host, Dr. Bart Rademacher. I'm Dr. Bart Rademacher, and this is the Doctor's Guide, Raw and Unfiltered. And if you've been already listening to me and then these amazing guests that I get to have on this show, you'll finally realize that there is hope for all of us, because here's the truth when it comes to our own health. It's confusing. You know, what is it that we actually need to do with all this information on the internet and all these people that are promising all sorts of outcomes and Quite frankly, you just don't know where to start. And oftentimes you do start somewhere and it just doesn't get you anywhere. And there's a reason for that because a lot of the products out there are very good for the right situation. So is this situation right for you? And so I don't know you personally, but I do know all these challenges, problems that people have. And it's not a matter of me basically diagnosing you, but sharing with you the process by which you can make the best decisions for yourself. As far as I know, there's no one out there that's actually doing anything like this. You know, they're all promoting the product or the service or how amazing they are. And some of them, quite frankly, are. But there's a lot of confusion. And the information, as relevant as it may be for some people, it may not be right for you. So that's why we have this podcast, The Doctor's Guide to Curate, Educate, and Guide You and Being Raw and Unfiltered. And what does that really all mean? So And how do we actually do that? Well, we're going to do some role playing. And with my magnificent guests that I have every single time, today included, I think, um, but absolutely, um, the role play is one person will actually present with a problem and the other one will guide them through some form of resolution. Well, obviously, you know, six minutes is not a lot of time to do that because that's all that I allocate to them. But the reality is, in all the shows that I've done thus far, there's some amazing transformations that actually happen, you know, in this session. It's super cool. But this will give you an idea that's that's relatable to you, that's going to engage with you, and you will recognize that, yeah, this is me or this is somebody that I love. And so with that, understanding, you know, what that process can then be to help you navigate towards a great outcome for yourself when it comes to health. So for today, I want to welcome these two amazing individuals. I'll have them introduce themselves first. We will go into that six-minute role play, after which we'll unpack that information for about 10 or 15 minutes. My hope is that you do leave with a specific insight, an action step that you can then take, whether it's reaching out to my amazing guests or finding someone locally that can help you so that you can begin that journey. Because the reality is, is that, today is today's world. And this may trigger you. You know, that's the whole idea of this podcast, by the way, because that triggering gives us the leverage, if you will, or the pain, the recognition that, yes, I need to do something about this. But we no longer have an excuse to be sick because the information's out there, the resources out there, amazing individuals are out there that can actually help you right now. So I'd like to start off with uh, Dr. Haas, Thank you so much for joining me. Introduce yourself, and then uh, you can, if you like, can introduce this amazing lady that's with us, or she can introduce herself as she chooses. Awesome! Thank you for having us,
1: Bart. I love you. I appreciate you, sir. Um, I am Dr. Hasim Mohammed. I am a chiropractor that specializes in something called chiropractic biophysics, and it really is the science of spinal health. Um, it's the most peer-reviewed research techniques the profession. Dr. Um, Deed Harrison is the CEO and one of the most researched doctors on spine ever in history. So I'm really honored to be a part of that team. Um, this beautiful young lady right here, I am lucky enough to call my wife. She is Meggie Solomon, recently did her TED talk, which I'll let her talk to you guys about. But um, this is Meggie.
2: Hi, everyone, Maggie Solomon. I have a almost 20 year background in healthcare technology, um, encompassing big pharma, health tech, um, clinical research as well, background in biomedical informatics. And I'm currently leading an innovation team for a healthcare solutions provider. So I'm really excited to be here and I'm a current patient, Dr. (laughs) Haseem.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you both. And I'm not going to dive into that patient relationship or patient. <laughs> but all right, so let's go ahead. I know Dr. Haas is going to begin with presenting a problem and uh, let's go ahead and, and six minutes, I'll give you a warning uh, to wrap things up and then we'll talk about it afterwards. Dr. Haas.
1: Oh, excellent.
0: So um,
1: Maggie, what brings you in today?
2: Hi. So I have an 11 year old daughter and you know, with today, with technology, she's always has her head down, her neck down. She has her big backpack in school. They have their laptops. They're carrying their books. Um, they don't put their stuff in their locker. And I noticed her back is hunching. Um, I took her to her primary care. They referred me to an orthopedic doctor and took some x-rays and told me she has a 25% curve and that I just need to sit and wait but I don't want to wait until it gets worse. Is there anything that I can do now to make sure it doesn't get worse and be more proactive in her care?
1: Awesome. Well, thank you for coming in, Maggie. Um, <laughs> and certainly I don't agree with the sit and watch and wait method either. Um, you know, So if your daughter does have a curve in her spine, what that means is that the spine should look straight if you're looking at me head on right and if you're looking there from the side it should have a curve in your neck this way a curve in your back this way and a curve in your lower back just like in your neck now a couple of things that you talked about there the first one is if you see these kids looking down like this sometimes i I look around and i see kids with their chin down on their chest and they're looking like that your brain sits here and it sends that message of life and energy down the spinal cord through the nerves into every cell tissue and organ in your body. So when you see they're wearing those heavy backpacks and they're rounding their backs like that, they're gonna be squishing down the discs. And if it pops out in the back, that's what you call a disc herniation or um, a bulging disc. And that can pinch nerves, that can put pressure on your spinal cord. Um, and that forward neck can certainly do that. And the neck can cause headaches, dizziness, nausea, vertigo, all these sorts of things. Um, but the scoliosis, that's where your spine bends in this direction, if you're looking at it from the front. So, yes, in order to be considered a scoliosis, it has to be bent more than 10 degrees. So if your daughter's 25, is that what she said?
2: Yeah, 25. Yeah, you, 25 that, then
1: it would be considered
2: that. And that's what I was told.
1: Right. Maybe. So one of the things that we hear a lot is people tell them, oh, you just got to straighten up or you just have to, you know, right. Sit up straight. Right. Everybody says that, but they don't tell you what that means. (laughs) So a true scoliosis is actually deformity in the bone where one side of the bone is bigger than the other side. And that causes the spine to shift, to bend in that direction. And usually it'll rotate in the opposite direction. So you got to have that asymmetry in the bone and that rotational component to be a true scoliosis versus just the way that you lean or the way that you bend. And that could be an antalgic lean and that's just a postural shift. A true scoliosis is actually deforming the bone. So you can't really exercise that out or, you know, adjust that out or, or just straighten up because that's how the bones are shaped. But if you get it early enough, you can certainly teach that person, how to take that pressure off of it. There are things that you can use, blocks and dent rolls and stuff that you can use to bend the spine in the opposite direction to open those spaces up. And there are even braces that are now designed to do the exact opposite. If their spine is bent this way, rotated this way it'll sh- and shifted, it'll shift them, bend them and rotate the exact opposite to where it can really help them grow into it. So, so what is so, so
2: yeah we we don't have that at home that we have that for halloween only so, <laughs> so like, what is early enough mean how do i know if it's early enough or what are things that i can look for that i could see in her body
1: fantastic question maggie you would swear i told you to ask that question
2: <laughs> but i didn't
1: um <laughs> so what would happen is that if you had Uh, any sort of bend in your spine a lot of times some of the postural things that you would see is you might see one shoulder higher than the other one which sometimes Mm. cause the neck to kind of shift off into one side so you'll see the angle on the neck on one side is going to be bigger where you see more of the neck than the other one and you might cause a rotation in the face where you might see more of one side of their face than the other side you can see if the spine is bent And rotating backward, you might see the shoulder or scapula popping out more on one side. And the bigger that gets, the more rotation and bending you see. So that's like that hunchback in Notre Dame that you see if it gets to be that point. Mm -hmm. But early enough means before they go through a big growth spurt. So before you go through puberty. So if you get it before a young girl starts a menstrual cycle, and you can teach them how to bend that, or if it's already beyond 20 degrees and you put them in a brace, they can actually grow and change the way that they're putting pressure on their body and actually adapt to that to where they won't have a scoliosis when they get old. So that's something that we see a lot with Scully brace as well, um, where you can get really great changes if you catch it early enough um, and really change these kids' lives and help them avoid the rods and the surgeries you know, because what they would do with the scoliosis typically surgically is try to put the rods in all the way up and down and drill screws in to hold their spine in that position.
2: Wow. So what can I do? What can what can I do today if I see that her shoulder slightly popping out and I see a little hunch and I don't want to wait because, you know, she's young. She's 11 years old and she just hit puberty. Um, what 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 would be the next steps? What would you recommend?
1: Great question, Maggie. <laughs> so what you would do is first, it starts with awareness, right? If you know exactly how somebody's, how your body is shifting out of position, how it's shifting out of alignment, and then you're actively working against that as part of your normal routine, change the way you sit, change the way you stand, the way that you sleep, the way that you play, the, the, everything that you're doing to now correct that, you allow your body to grow correctly. And then there's different traction things, different blocks that you can lay on on home called scoli roll blocks, that that has also been proven to help really create flexibility in the parts of the spine. Um, and then if you do the exercises to or the mirror image, whatever your bad posture is, let's say you're shifting to the right and bending to the left, what do you think you have to do?
2: Shifting, shift to the left and bend to the right.
1: Exactly. That's (laughs) (laughs) and as common sense as that seems, most people never hear that in their life and they think it's just hopeless. But there is hope and there's a lot that you can do to
0: help. Amazing. Awesome, guys. You want to wrap it up? We're good? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So like to start off with Maggie first. Um, and this is a question that uh, you know, what was this about for you?
2: So this was about really preventative care. I I feel today as a mother and someone who's in healthcare that oftentimes we wait until we we are in extreme measures and extreme pain to make drastic change, right? And so, like, how do we be more proactive in our health and not wait until it has to be something that we need invasive? measures to take like surgery or things like that how do we do things early on right and I think that's really important for as a parent for us to have that information so that we're empowered to make decisions not only for our own health care but for our our children
0: awesome um Dr. Haas what was that for you
2: um I you know
1: helping people understand what is health You know, like like Maggie said, being more proactive and not reactive, because a lot of times by the time these parents come in, you know, you see these huge curves, 60, 70 degrees, where that's the only time that they have that awareness. So certainly looking at your kids, you know, paying attention, seeing how they're growing. That's a big thing. But it also happens in adults. Um, About a third of the population you see of, you know, somebody in their family had some sort of curve, some sort of scoliosis. And the other two thirds are idiopathic, but it's only less than 5% in in babies and kids and children, two to 4% in teenagers. And then as you get older, over 40 bumps up to 9%, over 60, now 30% of people are going to have degenerative scoliosis. And then over 90 you're going to see 50%. So what does that tell you? It tells you that if you're not paying attention to your alignment and how you're holding yourself in gravity, that your body is not exempt from the laws of physics, and you are gonna crumble into that and cause abnormal wear and tear patterns. So, the whole idea behind everything that I do is to try to empower people to be the best, healthiest version of themselves, you know, and becoming aware of how your body functions is a big part of that.
0: Yeah, I love it. And um, what, one thing I wanna add to that, which I think is uh, something that you alluded to, is that, you know, with the um, chiropractic biophysics, you know, and it's, you know, spine, um, you know, that's the the major neurological pathway, but also communication pathway to all of our organs. And if there's any restrictions, you know, in how information is transferred from the brain or, you know, anywhere else to the organs, it's going to affect the functionality of your organs. And I think that's something that most people don't even quite realize. Um, but even beyond what we've learned in conventional medicine, just think how, our body is actually uh, uh, communicating energetically, and it's based on the ability of that information to pass through the structures. And you know, when the, the dynamics and the, the structural dynamics are off, then that becomes a major problem. And my guess for you, by the way, is that you're probably seeing more and more problems today because... You know, kids are more sedentary. They're not playing outside. I mean, they're not moving around. I know how that can impact you. And you and I have talked about that in my All own right. particular case. But also, you know, with using the phone and, and you know, kind of scrunched down like this. And I think that's part of why many people are even more depressed today because of the way they use the, the phone. And that's another story for another day. But, you know, your job out there, and, and I love what you do because your specialty is very unique in the context of being very precise in measuring and then addressing the shifts that need to happen uh, in the body. So I, I like to give uh, the rest of the show to you guys and, and just, let's go back and forth and kind of discuss even more the meaning of all this, you know, either as a parent, you know, or as a doctor. Um, so you so-
2: touched on. Can I just add something? Cause you, Dr. Rademaker you touched on something really, really important about, you know, as a parent, I think a lot of times, as we looked at, we look at the symptom. We don't look at the whole body, and I think it's really important as parents that we we take a step back and look at, okay, your child may be having some symptom or feeling or even you know physical change, but what is systemically happening? There's something greater there, and we need to look at our health not just at a symptom level but holistically. And, and as you touched on, you know, it, it's it's really important for parents to see that because now you can advocate for that and be your own advocate when you are speaking to physicians in the healthcare, you know, space and asking the right questions. Well, what else could this be? Let's look beyond just that hump and, and the, the physical things that are happening beyond that.
0: And, and to add to your earlier question, you know, when is it early enough? And I think it's never early enough. Mm-hmm. I think the, the, the best time is as soon as you notice anything. I mean, as, as Dr. House was saying, having that awareness. And, and that's our job as a parent to basically notice you know, the bad habits our children have. And, and not to be a drill sergeant, but to also to help them understand the the consequences of this behavior. And I think as a parent, that's probably one of the hardest things to do and and exactly like you're saying things that we used to see
1: in 50 60 year olds we're seeing in teenagers and children because they're growing up in a ipad generation you know and and aside from all of the psychological issues that you're talking about where they're sitting at the you you go out to a restaurant and they're all head down on the table right and, and right that's how parents are getting away with not parenting you know they stick an ipad in front of them and the kid doesn't even know how to have a meal without an ipad Unfortunately, whenever they do that, they're going to be flattening out the disc spaces, and that's going to be causing the discs to bulge out in the back. And the bad thing about this, there's something called Huter boltmans principle where the body adapts to the stress. And what you're going to end up seeing is that as the body is adapting to it, just like with the scoliosis, how the more you compress one side of the spine, the more that inhibits the growth of the spine. So then it shoots up on the other side. And that's how you see that scoliosis go from 25 degrees to 50 degrees in a matter of months. Now you have these kids that are slumped over like this with these heavy backpacks, head forward, squishing those discs down. They're going to be remodeling the bones as well. So, you know, we're going to see now what that is going to cause and all the issues that it's causing. And I I think that a big part of what's leading to the opioid crisis for people who don't, understand that there's a different approach. You know, there's an approach to help you un- actually go after what's causing it and, and, you know, really trying to empower people to take their health into their own hands, change their habits, change what they're doing in a normal basis and, and you know, the effect that that'll have on their overall health. Um, and you talked about how it affects their organs, you know, how it affects their heart, how it affects their breathing, um, and then how does that affect their, their mental state? You know, their overall quality of life, their happiness, the the interactions that they have with the people around them. And and that's the part that I really love doing what I do, that I get to see these cranky people come in and I get to watch them, you know, turn into the the most amazing, beautiful people that that they're supposed to be, you know, just by taking pressure off their spine and affecting their nervous system and affecting their emotional states.
2: What can kids do? that you know realistically we're not going to take away their iPads we can't have them not have book bags like what solution can a parent give to their kid versus saying okay you're not going to use your phone or like how what's the best way to use it is there a best way to sit and and be able to still do what they need to do but with the right posture
1: you know i couldn't write these questions better <laughs> if i had scripted this out <laughs> That's a fantastic question, Maggie. So (laughs) this is one of the simplest, hopefully things that you can do to add value to people's lives, right? Your center of gravity, your normal neutral position. This is a big deal. You're talking about your spine serves two purposes, right? One, it holds you upright. We call that your posture. The other, it protects and houses your spinal cord. That is controlling every single cell in your body, all of your organs, all of your tissues, everything. Now, if I'm looking at you from the front, center of gravity should be right here. Your little filter right here. You can't use your nose because some people have a little crooked nose and it'll throw the center of gravity all the way out here. So that should line up with your sternal notch right there. That should line up with your belly button. And that should line up. If you're standing, that should go all the way down to the center of your feet. Now, if you're sitting at a desk, you you that's how you should be. Filter, episternal notch, belly button, in line with your pubic bone. If you turn to the side, your ear should be over your shoulders. And you see a lot of people sitting at their desk and you see these kids sitting. <laughs> job work at child parts. Your head is all the way forward and they're looking down, they're slumped forward and their body's rounding out. Now, if you do that, your body's not exempt from the laws of physics, right? It's, you're gonna be wearing those joints out. You're gonna be wearing those discs out. Just like if you're the, the alignment in your car is off and you wear your tires out, you're gonna be doing the same thing to your to your body. So the best way to keep that pressure even on them is to keep your ear over your shoulders, your shoulders over your hips, your hips over your knees and your knees over your ankles. So if you're sitting at a desk, you should have a lumbar support, to help bring that normal arch in there. Your chair should be straight up. And like my chair here, I actually have a a, a neck support so that if my ear is is touching the neck support, I know my ear is over the shoulder. If I'm not touching it, that means I'm doing some version of forward head posture. Mm. And every inch that your head goes forward, you're doubling the weight of your head. So if you're like me and you have a big head, it's about 15 to 20 pounds. If I go one inch forward, now it's 30. Two inches Mm. forward is 45 three inches forward, it's 60 pounds that I'm carrying around every second of the day that I'm upright. You know, so do you think that'll make you more tired? That'll put more pressure on your spinal cord? That'll cause more wear and tear? You know, that'll restrict blood flow? Um, all of the above. Would that affect performance? And if anybody there likes research, if you go to my website, chiraboyton.com, there's a link to idealspine.com. And the reason I have it as a link is because we, we really focus on the science of spinal health. And the more you understand about yourself, the better you'll be. So we have over 330 peer-reviewed research articles um, in the best journals on the planet. We, and, and we try to put that information out there so people can read and learn and really start applying it for themselves, um, even without ever coming into an office. I love it.
0: You know, um, I think you need to invent one of these devices because, I mean, in this electronic world, I mean, it's just a given. And since a lot of people do like earrings and that kind of stuff, and just a device that alerts you that as soon as you're going beyond your shoulder, that it kind of zaps you, or just maybe arm, whatever <laughs> you want, whatever whatever touches like you a family. dog collar, right? Yeah. So so you keep straight up, and um so well, great. I, I think this is really important. I just want to reemphasize one once again that your spine is a super highway of information. And just as you said, you know, if you have a bulging disc, it's going to limit the ability of those nerves to actually communicate, but it's but it's not even just the nerves, it's, it's all the structures in the body. And one thing that I've also noticed, and this is something that people just typically ignore, and it's unfortunate that the conventional doctors have pretty much ignored into the chiropractic. Um, and I could say that, you know, comfortably because I was one of those. Um, and then I had an interview with you. And then we discussed that and now I promote, you know, chiropractic once a week because structurally it's it's so, so important to have that, but also the, the information highways is just not at your nerves, it's everything else. And then if you're not well aligned, it's going to affect every part of your body and it's going to certainly affect, you know, other joints. And then it's just going to cascade to a multitude of problems. And then it's sort of like, okay, what am I going to do now? Um, But I do have one question for Maggie, since you're, you're married to this guy. what's he like in the toy store? Because I'm thinking that you know he (laughs) probably has a lot of fun. Maybe he's got Lego (laughs) at home and plays with the kids and everything else. I mean, it's just absolutely (laughs) wonderful just watching him with his spine and everything else. I just, you know, I think we we should go toy shopping. What do you think? uh,
2: Absolutely, my son will uh, be hopping on board. He knows all the. He's starting to know the the bones and what they do and he has a his own toy spine
1: <laughs> it's funny that you would say that Bart yes he does have a toy spine with all the different colors <laughs> so at five he's teaching his teachers about the cervical spine's the green one there's seven bones in there you know the thoracic spine's the blue one
0: <laughs> well next time you and I go to the UK which I we haven't done that yet but maybe we'll there's the biggest toy store in the world called Hamley's and it used to be my favorite place. And I think Tom Hanks was there. And there's a, a similar one here in the United States. But um, yeah, I would like to see it at a toy store. Absolutely. Anyhow, I'm going to give both of you the, the last word. And then how do people find you?
1: Um, so, the like, like you're saying, you, your brain is this, and your spinal cord is your central nervous system, it's the master control. It controls every single cell tissue and organ in your body. When it's in proper alignment and things are working, it's communicating, we call that health. When it's out of alignment, we know that that can, yes, it can cause pain, it can cause dysfunction, it can cause loss of function. And it can, but it can affect your quality of life, how you think, how you act, how you feel, and everything else. So it's bigger than just the pain. It's bigger than just how you look. You know, it really affects every part of who you are. So pay attention to how your your posture is, how your your alignment is, and if you've never gotten it checked, I suggest that you do, and then find a local CBP doc that can really break it down to the science of it, and um, you know, get yourself properly aligned. Excellent. How do people find you? Um, Doctor Hasim, D R H A A S S E E M. Um at gmail.com is my email. If you Google me, you'll see kyraboyton.com Um and hopefully I'll be hanging out with you if they're looking for me to find me
0: anywhere. <laughs> uh, you, can count, you can count on that. Uh Maggie? Uh,
2: you know, to parents, this is something that's near and dear to me that you know, take own your power, you know, own the power that you have as a parent, as a um, you know, as a patient we have so much data that is accessible to us, right? To really empower ourselves and and educate ourselves on other ways of treating our, our families. And don't just take what's given to you at face value because I have learned that there are so many alternatives out there and we just really have to be our own advocates and educate ourselves so that we're empowered to speak to our clinicians about where we stand, what we believe in, and then things that we've learned and have that, conversation. There have been times that I've conversed with my own doctors and they said, wow, you just taught me something. And it was just such a great back and forth conversation because I empowered myself to do so. So I really, really advocate for parents, mothers, empower yourselves, empower yourselves with the information that we have today accessible at our fingertips. And you can find me uh, on all social media platforms. I'm on LinkedIn, Maggie Solomon. I'm on Instagram, uh, Facebook. So you can find me anywhere. I love
0: it. You know, and just to also wrap it up, you know, the conversations that I now have with both my colleagues and consumers, and also on major platforms is simply this, is that it's about responsibility, it's about root cause, and it's about data. You know, no longer just looking at the systems, no longer just looking at the, the, the symptoms, but really understanding, you know, what's our own responsibility. You talk about empowerment, absolutely Root cause, the buzzword, but I think a lot of people kind of miss the boat on what that really is all about because they're not getting the right information, and that's why the CBP type of specialty of Dr. Haas, you know, which is very precise in its measurements and very precise in targeted, you know, therapies and approaches, and and lifestyle changes that makes all the difference. And so, you know, rather than just doing things randomly, you know, it's about you know getting that right data. That makes all the difference. And then the other conversation that I like to have is again, I mean, you know, my colleagues out there are are working really hard based on what they've learned through conventional medicine. But interesting enough, you know, when I graduated from medical school many, many years ago, I went to medical school when I was seventeen. That as soon as I graduated, I realized that there was a major disconnect, a major gap between what conventional medicine was teaching me and what the patients are wanting and needing, and everything else that was out there as well. And so I don't differentiate between conventional medicine and alternative medicine or holistic medicine. I don't think those are the right words anymore. You know, what are the all the solutions out there? And it has to begin with the five elements that I like to talk about. And that's structural, it's molecular, it's genetic, it's energetic, and oxygen. And it's that structural part, because as much as we think that the major pathways of information transfer is nerves and hormones... There's a lot more that we don't know. And if there's a structural abnormality that our chiropractor friends or body workers out there can help adjust, you know, the the, the organs are not getting the right information, just like Ed Maggie was saying. So I want to thank you both. Uh, you're just amazing. I still want to go to that toy store with you guys. I'm Dr. Bart Rademacher. Okay. This is the Doctor's Guide podcast, raw and unfiltered, and we will be back. Thank you for listening to The Doctor's Guide, an innovative approach to help you navigate the complexities of your health journey with Dr. Bart Rademacher and his expert guests. Tune in to more insights and action steps on our next episode every weekday at 6 p.m. Eastern.